Hello, I'm Daniel Davis, and this is the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This week we are on Unit 20, Session 3, titled The Sun Embodies Divine Love. And being that this is the end of the unit, this is a doctrine session focused on the doctrine, God is Love. The Apostle John, one of Jesus' disciples, wrote the Gospel of John, the letters of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and the book of Revelation. In this session, we will focus in part on a passage from 1st John, in which he exhorted his readers to be on guard against false prophets. His readers must not be caught up in worldly errors, but know the spirit of truth. John then went on to point his readers to the importance of love in their relationships with one another. This love is rooted in the love of God for his people. As John put it in 1 John 4.19, we love because he first loved us. Knowing the spirit of truth should lead to love that looks like God's love for us. Our love for our fellow Christians is rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ, who is the greatest evidence of God's love for his created image bearers. Belief in the gospel, that God loved the world and sent his Son for the salvation of the world from sin, should lead us to have love for other believers and for the whole world. God, who in his essence is love, has called on people to love one another according to his love for them. And believers who have received this love through faith in Jesus Christ are uniquely suited to demonstrate this love both toward friend and foe. In point one, we begin by examining the nature of love in 1 John 4, 7 through 10. The nature of love is summed up in the key doctrine emphasis for this session on leader page 106, and the commentary on page 107 helps to broaden our understanding of love. The first question on this point will provide your group with a prompt for an engaging discussion. How does the Bible's description of love contrast with the world's view of love? I recall a time in my life trying to reconcile various thoughts in my own head, challenged by scripture, about what love means. Naively, I used to wonder if it were possible for people who weren't Christians to even love at all. I've grown since then, thankfully, and now understand that love within humanity is at least a function of common grace, being that we are created in the image of God who is love. Now, in our sin, that inherent sense of love is often distorted or dispelled in favor of loving as we see fit. This, of course, has led to things like polygamy, sexual immorality, homosexuality, abuse, divorce, theft, murder, and on and on. For believers who through Christ have been restored to relationship with the one who is love, these things ought not to be reflected in our lives. God sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins so we would be saved from these distortions and their consequences, and also saved so we can love God and others as he originally created us to do. So the nature of love, as revealed in this passage, leads us to love one another, especially those within the church, in sacrificial ways because that is how God has shown his love to us in Christ. In point two, we look at the primacy of love through passages from 1 John 4 and 1 Corinthians 13. Again, we see that we are called to love one another because God loved us sacrificially. But of course, this is easier said than done. The first question in this point will help your group discuss and identify some of the reasons why we might find it difficult to love others. 
This is an important discussion because it can identify and confront our own struggles with obeying the Lord and showing love to others. The 1 Corinthians 13 passage we study in this point is the preamble to a more famous portion studied in the next point. But these verses are no less important or insightful. What we see from these verses is that love, namely God's love, should infuse every word we speak, every step we take, and every action we do. Without love, all of the good things we do on earth profit us nothing because the profit we seek in those circumstances is only earthly and selfish, to gain fame, attention, and accolades. But if we speak with love, have knowledge and faith grounded in love, and sacrifice possessions and life with love, then we are storing up treasures for ourselves in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy. Now, this passage comes in the middle of a lengthy argument by the Apostle Paul about the place of tongues and prophecy in the worship of the church. These are mentioned in the passage and classified as spiritual gifts by Paul. But for the sake of this session, focusing on love, I would encourage you to steer your group away from any debates regarding tongues and prophecy. The practice of these gifts was causing divisions in the Corinthian church. Don't let the discussion of them cause divisions in your group. Don't get me wrong, there is a time and a place for such discussions. I would just advise against it here, in this limited time when we are focusing on the love of God. In point three, we move to the next passage in 1 Corinthians 13 to see the character of love. This famous passage is often quoted at weddings, and rightly so. But the words and implications of these verses reach far beyond weddings and even marriages into the daily, hourly, and minute-by-minute decisions we make every day. Paul's descriptions of love in verses 4 through 7 are divided into two sections. One, what love is and is not, and two, how love would have us behave, though there is obvious crossover in these two ideas. In the end, looking through the statements about love in these verses, we can't help but see a picture of who God is, and this makes perfect sense because God is love. He is patient and kind. He doesn't envy. He's not boastful, arrogant, or rude. He's not self-seeking or irritable. And with respect to keeping a record of wrongs, the Lord is eager to forgive. Just look at the person and work of Jesus for proof on this matter. God has wrath toward unrighteousness and rejoices in the truth because He is truth, as Jesus said. God is patient, long-suffering, and desires all to come to repentance and experience firsthand His saving love. And since God has loved us in this way, so we too should love others likewise. The triune God, in His nature, is love. God's greatest act of love has been giving of Himself to us in Christ Jesus, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity. The Son took on flesh suffered and died on a cross as a substitute sacrifice for our sins, and rose again to forgive the sins of all who trust in Him. Jesus' work leaves no question of God's glory and His love for people, His image bearers. Because God, out of His great love, has sacrificed of Himself for us, we believers are to love others and sacrifice greatly on their behalf, so they may see God's love in action and hear from us God's words of love in the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.